coverage of it from Greenway Parks. This is the Rorschach Georgia update from the 6th of October, 2022. Quick summary of what's going down in Georgia. Tbilisi, capital of Georgia, celebrated the annual city festival Tbilisoba 2022 on Saturday the 1st, Sunday the 2nd, after a two-year break due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Festival program included children's concerts and attractions, sport activities, bunch of food, musical performances, open-air museum cinemas, public discussions in the Rige and the Lechtachevi Waterfall, and in Orbeliani, Gudiashvili, and Europe Squares. Kaji Kaladze, Tbilisi's mayor, with his family and counterparts from sibling cities Baku, Sarbrochen, and Do, attended the events in Orbeliani Square and Rige Park and wished everyone joy, happiness, and success. On Sunday the 2nd, the Honorary Citizens Awarded Ceremony and Gala Concert took place in the former Presidential Castle, built by Misha, who was often criticized by the Georgian dreamer Otsneba of building a castle for himself. But the palace was before Misha, formerly the Palace of the Traffic Police, as everybody called it, under Shevardnadze. Speaking of celebrations, on Monday, the third Prime Minister, Irakli Kharabashvili, announced a new annual wine festival across the country set to run between the 9th and 15th of October. People will be able to taste different varieties of Georgian wine and attend entertaining events. Karabashvili said the festival will start in Tel Aviv City in the eastern winemaking Kacheti region, but that it will cover all Georgian regions and main cities. Want to check out the full program of the festival or learn more about Georgian viticulture? Link in the show notes. While the government splurges on festivals and concerts, more and more citizens find it hard to buy basic products to survive. The National Statistics Office of Georgia, best known as Geostat, published a report on Monday the 3rd. According to the document, in September 2022, the consumer price index increased by almost a percent compared to previous months. So basically two months ago, you could buy a package of eggs, milk, bread, butter, cheese, coffee, and sausage with around 100 lati, about 30 U.S. dollars. But now, with that amount, you'll have to skip coffee and choose between butter or cheese if you want to buy all of the other items. Still, price hikes do not prevent Russian citizens from continuing to arrive in Georgia in droves. According to the Ministry of Justice, since Russia invaded Ukraine, over 3,000 Russian citizens have bought property in Georgia. Of those, almost 1,000 of those properties were in Tbilisi. Why are the Russians doing this? Well, recall that if you buy property in Georgia, you'll be granted a residence permit automatically. Therefore, you won't be required to leave the country in 365 days, an entire year, which is the fairly enormous period given to Russians in Georgia for tourism purposes. A lot of touristic draft dodgers these days. Speaking of Russians, famous Russian journalist and celebrity Ksenia Sobchak was also in Georgia. On Monday the 3rd, a video went viral on Facebook where Sobchak, quote, interviewed a Georgian person. Sobchak was hanging out at the Data Anna bar after being refused entry when she grabbed a guy by the t-shirt who was near her. He turned out to be a bartender and agreed to answer several questions in English after she was getting up in his grill in Russian. Did a pretty impressive job, I'd say. Why was she refused entry? As we've gone over in the past, as per the bar's policy, entry to the establishment, Russians have to fill in a visa registration form where they have to agree to certain terms and conditions in order to get in the bar. They have to say that 20% of Georgian territory is currently occupied by Russia. 
that Abkhazia and Skinvali regions are a part of Georgia, that they support Ukraine, among others. They also have to say that they did not vote for Putin and that he is a dictator. Sobchak considered this visa application discriminatory, but the guy from the bar explained that Russian people were the ones who had the most power to stop their leader. To watch the viral video, check the link in the show notes. Meanwhile, Russia continues to occupy more Georgian territory. According to state security service, representatives of Russian forces stole some more land from Georgians by replacing barbed wire or concertina in the occupied territories near the village of Knolevi in the Kareli municipality. Many Russians installed illegal border made up of metal poles and concertina. It's currently guarded by Russian soldiers. Russian soldiers very happy to be there and not in Ukraine. On Friday the 30th, the State Security Service hotline was activated and information was provided to the EU monitoring mission in Georgia, as well as the co-chairs of the Geneva International Discussions, who will hop right on a solution, no question about it. In other news, on Sunday the 2nd, three missing tourists were found dead in the Tednuli Peak in Ansvaneti in the northwestern part of Georgia. This is a famously difficult peak to climb. Emergency Situations Management Service told Interpress News the bodies of the three of them have been transferred to Mestia. The cause of death is not known. Now let's see how Georgia's doing with the 12 conditions the EU gave to the country to achieve candidate status. Edgars Renkiewicz, Latia's foreign minister, told a Georgian editorial office of Voice of America on Wednesday the 5th that, quote, we have Past the situation when promises or slogans are enough, everyone wants to see real steps, reforms, and changes, end quote. Reykjavik's added that he spoke with the Minister of Foreign Affairs of Georgia within the framework of the UN Assembly and once again reminded him that the EU was ready to promote reforms to help improve Georgia's financial stability and defense. However, he said that in the end, becoming a candidate was up to Georgia, its society, and its politicians. Speaking of real reforms, Parliament is working on a de-oligarchization bill, which is one of the 12 conditions in the EU set up for Georgia to get candidate status. The ruling party and the opposition are ready to work on this together. However, the debate is never ending when it comes to directly mentioning Bidzina Ivanishvili, former prime minister and founder of Otsneva, as an oligarch in this bill. And he is, of course, overwhelmingly Georgia's richest person. Recall that Ivanishvili has as much influence as he wants over the ruling party and its policies, and he wants a fair amount of influence. Levan Bejashvili, one of the deputies of the national movement, or Natsebi, told reporters on Monday the 30th that the Ukrainian version of the law did not correspond with Georgia's reality and that they should explicitly mention Ivanishvili. On Tuesday the 4th, Prime Minister Irakli Kharibashvili said that the opposition couldn't forgive Ivanishvili for ending Saakashvili's regime. He claimed the bill should follow the Ukrainian model because it had been approved by the EU and that the law should not say that Ivanishvili was an oligarch. By the way, how's Misha doing? Former president is still in jail and in critical condition. Currently, he is undergoing medical examinations whose results might postpone his sentence. However, judges might still send him to prison where he should serve out a six-year sentence. Saakashvili clearly said he had no political interests whatsoever. <laughs> well, that's new. He claimed he just wants to recover and have an ordinary life. According to his lawyer, Shalva Khajapuridze, the judge stopped the court proceedings because it was impossible to interrogate Misha due to his health condition which, if this are true, seems quite serious, despite the rule, what the ruling party says. 
Saturday the 1st marked one year since Saakashvili got arrested for crossing the Georgian border illegally just days before the local election. Finally, in some environmental news, on Tuesday the 27th of September, the Environmental Information and Education Center announced a grant contest for general education institution called Learn in a Safe Environment. The contest will be financed by the program Reducing Risk of Climate-Driven Disasters in Georgia. It is currently being implemented in 10 vulnerable municipalities and financed by the governments of Georgia, Sweden, Switzerland, and the Green Climate Fund. The contest aims is reducing the impact of environmental hazards caused by climate change, increasing awareness of natural disasters, and strengthening community resilience with the maximum involvement of stakeholders. Boy, that's some PR language there. Deadline to apply for the contest is the 21st of November. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. You can support us by subscribing to our show in all possible podcast apps. This way you'll never miss an episode. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at georgia at rorschach.com. Nachmandis. Nachmandis.